friends, we're back. Your favorite podcast show of the week. It's Location Weekly. It's episode number 581. We are recording on August the 8th. Brianna, how's how's life? How's things going? You're in a different place. I am. I am in uh, the hot, humid South Carolina here in the upstate Greenville, visiting my family. Um, yeah, so I am you know, making it a vacation for my children while I and my husband continue to work. <laughs> so here I am, but uh, new scenery still, still at it, but I'm doing good. Um, you know, just taking in the last bits of summer. How are you? Yeah, kind of the same. Like it's, you know, kind of been quiet this past weekend, but like, it's so hot up here. Like we've had 42 Celsius the last two days with you know, the humidity. Um, so yeah, the air conditions are like, you know, going over overdrive right now. So, but it's uh, but it's good. Yeah, got down to the beach and spent like you know an hour down there the other day. Um, you know, just hanging out with my son. You know, watching movies and things like that. So yeah, just pretty quiet. And then the Blue Jays last night. You know, they're in Minnesota, and I was like watching this game um and it was ridiculous like crazy crazy so there was like a play like it was, the game was tied it went to 10 innings and then uh, it was in minnesota the jays are like up in the top of the 10th and they get the runner home um and they, he's called out but then like uh major league baseball reviewed it and they basically reversed it in the run scored to win the game because Apparently the catcher blocked the path or something like I don't know, it was just ridiculous. So, and in, in Minnesota, and the people, the fans are going crazy. The the coach gets kicked out, like the whole thing. Like it was just, yeah. Mm-hmm. So well, we've been of- watching a lot of the Braves here as well. Obviously, um, when I'm home, that's what happens. So yes. uh, it's been it was a it wasn't the best series against the Mets though. So it was like uh, yeah. we had some really great pitching. Yeah, and then the Yankees are losing, so that's good too. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, all right. Well, we've got a, a show for you. Enough baseball talk. Uh, we've got four stories, as per usual, that we are going to walk you through, and I'll let Abriana start us off. All right. Well, let's kick it off with a, a story out of Boston OneScreen.ai, and they have announced. Um, well, they're a marketplace provider for buying and selling out-of-home advertising. If you're not familiar, and they've announced that they are launching the most comprehensive, or have launched, uh, public directory of out-of-home advertising. So this is inclusive of inventory. They are saying they've got more than 3,200 out-of-home um, different providers. It includes, you know, media companies, vendors, agencies. And more than, you know, close to a million media listings across the various categories. Uh, so that would be like billboards, street furniture, transit, all of those, of those items, um, and then 340 different formats. So the goal really for them that they're touting is they want to build this public ecosystem um, for out of home that really allows providers to interact and openly, you know, openly and freely with accounts and buyers and marketers. Um, so you know, the CEO made a statement that this is not necessarily the only, um, you know, space that that is available for this type of information and data and kind of connecting, but it's, he said, none are are really democratized. And so this is completely open and public. There's no third party um, intermediary that's, you know, keeping the the parties from one another. It's like all about just going directly to them, which I really like. It's, um, you know, just connecting those those different uh, pieces. 
And the media owners are really able to go in and they can upload, um, edit, sell their inventory. You know, they can also have some free tools there for campaign building. Um, and there's embedded maps, you know, and just making everything more discoverable, accessible, and easier for marketers to, to find and buy. So I really like this. I think this is super important, especially as we think about connecting the different ways that, um, you know, brands want to connect with their audience and being able to do that across different mediums. So that could be CTV, obviously out of home. Some of that might be digital. Some of it may not be. Um, but being able to really just find everything in one place is really important. And, and um, I think a very convenient offering, you know, my, I understand that there has to be some uh, monetization of this platform, I would assume. I'm not exactly sure if there's just like a finder's fee or connecting fee or something um, as a marketplace provider, but um, I didn't see anything that suggested that there was. So very interested to, to understand more about how this uh you know, promotes one screen and the services that they offer um, and how it helps them out a little bit more. And, and I, I think this is great. I, I do see that there's an opportunity probably for some larger, uh, you know, media companies to maybe scoop up one screen. That's the direction I see this going in because I see this as a good opportunity. Um, and, you know, kind of being a little bit more of thought leaders in the space and, and providing a service that's very beneficial, so. Yeah, uh, I completely agree with everything you said. I, I think this is, you know, something that I've been talking about for years about, you know, sort of a, a single platform that helps you understand kind of what's out there, who's got the screens, what's what content's currently running on that screen or or, or that billboard. Um, you know, and kind of my, you know, thinking about it all along had been, you know, more around you know third-party, you know, developers or agencies that wanted to build something sort of you know that tied into the content that was on you know one of these screens right so you know if i'm the agency for you know uh bmw or mercedes or, or a car company like that you know and you know there's a you know a, a billboard over here run by abc you know company and it's you know running an ad for lexus or something you know maybe i can i can run some sort of competitive you know campaign when people go by it but it's the fact of knowing where that stuff is and what's running and having it all in one place, I think becomes interesting. So I think there are a lot of applications like that, that this can power um, kind of downstream. Um, and obviously there, there may be you know, revenue opportunities for one screen in that. I think the other thing I like about it is it really, you know, creates a, you know, a marketplace for smaller you know, players. I know they gave an example of one company in particular, Kennedy Outdoor that, you know, has 40 or 50, screens now um and up until they got to that point you know they were running it on spreadsheets and stuff but now that they're kind of you know getting to a point where they have some you know sort of scale you know having a system that can manage that inventory all in one place becomes an efficiency for them and so i can see a lot of the smaller players you know sort of gravitating towards something like this and having a you know a marketplace that you know can can, can promote what they do i sit on the board of uh, a, a Toronto-based uh, startup up here that's in the out-of-home space. They're, they're more around uh, selling um, screens or inventory on the side of trucks and truck fleets. And uh, I could see them, you know, kind of coming into a platform like this and making, you know, those available or making people aware of them. So, so I think there's a lot of opportunities with something like this. And, you know, I, I, I like that uh, they've kind of put it out there and, and, and are making it, you know, accessible to all. So, Good on one screen. All right. 
moving on to our second story. So here at home in Canada, where I am, uh, you know, we have, this is the home of Tim Hortons. And, um, you know, Tim Hortons, uh, you know, is, is, is sort of an iconic brand here in the country. Um, and, uh, you know, still the number one coffee chain and donut place, uh, you know, across the country. Um, but uh, as they've, you know, over the years tried to grow their mobile app and loyalty programs and things like that that are all tied into it, uh, they made a, a pretty serious error uh, a few years ago in how they were collecting and, and uh, use, using people's location data. So they were very, um, you know, sort of uh, just collecting this data without giving proper, you know, sort of uh, articulation of a use case for it or, or seeking consent for it. Um, and, uh, you know, a lawsuit was filed against them. They subsequently, um, you know, sort of uh, lost, you know, the, you know, the argument. And, uh, and this goes back to data that they collected between April uh, of 2019 and the end of September of 2020. Um, and, um, yeah, so they, they, lost, they lost the lawsuit. Now, what gets me is they've negotiated some sort of deal here. Uh, settlement, if you will, uh, against the class action lawsuit um, to um, settle s settle the lawsuit with free coffee and a free coffee and a donut for the affected users that uh, that they collected data from. And I'm like, this is ridiculous, right? Like, like that costs them virtually nothing, a free coffee and a donut, and like whoever's sitting there agreeing to this settlement, like I, like it's, it's just, to me, it, it's just so, um, disrespectful of people and their privacy and, you know, their data. And, and um, you know, as much as, you know, I, I, Tim Hortons is a brand that, you know, I, I has done a lot of good things in this country. Um, I think it, it, it's, uh, my privacy and my data is not, you know, just worth a, a single coffee and a donut. Like that is ridiculous. And they're going to like deliver this through the app itself, you know, the, the, the offending, uh, you know, mechanism here uh, that collected the data in the first place. So you'll be able to like log in. And if you're one of these users that data was collected, you'll just see, you know, you're eligible for, you know, a free coffee and a donut. And I'm like, this, this is crazy. Um, yeah. So I'm, um, I'm kind of bewildered by this. I, 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 I don't get it. I think it's, it's more needs to be done. A lot more needs to be done, um, you know, to uh, to settle this, and I'm, I'm I'm disappointed. Thoughts? Well, I agree with you. I think that it is, um, you know, I would assume that the legal team's like, well, we might as well try, <laughs> you know. But I think it's definitely bad press. Um, it's certainly not uh, doesn't come across as like we're genuinely sorry for what we did. Um, and it doesn't make up for, for the infringement on multiple users' privacy. And, you know, to say that the, the people who use the app and, and were taken advantage of are still actually using the app is also a big assumption, um, I think, on their part. So I do agree more needs to be done. And unfortunately, you know, this is what, these are the challenges in the industry that create a bad name for those who are doing it right you know, that are, that are taking the right precautions, doing their best to make sure that they're adhering to all the, the correct policies and legislation and, and just, you know, 
consumers and how we want to be treated um, and kind of putting themselves in the place of the consumer. So, you know, not a whole lot to add there, but I, I do think more needs to be done. I did notice that they said they still had to wait for the court to actually accept that. So I have a feeling that the court will also find that a little bit offensive and probably come back and turn that down. So we'll have to stay tuned and see what, what they actually end up settling with. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> I, well, I, I like your I, I like your point that you know if I'm one of these people that's you know been affected by this you know I'm more than likely just deleted the app like you know so getting compensated through the app doesn't make any sense to me. Right. So, right. Anyway. Well, we can move on to maybe a a sweeter food story and healthier one as well. Uh, sweet green which if you're not familiar with is a salad and kind of healthy eats restaurant chain. Um, and brand, and they have launched a new um, a new campaign, and and really, it's in an effort as they are planning to launch a full blown loyalty program in 2023, and it's going to have some different elements they're thinking about uh, in terms of like subscription and promotional offers. But to get there, they need to um, understand their consumers, right, and and what they want and and what's important to them. And so, in an effort to get that data and kind of gathers more of that intel and and really create this uh, loyalty program, they have created a campaign. So it's called Summer of Rewards and Challenges. Um, and this is with their digital ordering. Um, so it's taking place within the app and their website. And they're really just looking to unlock these, you know, these insights from from customer base, and then they want to help them then achieve uh, their personal goals around wellness and health, um, and help them track things there. So I, I actually just ate Sweet Green last week. We ordered it in the office when I was there, and um, I didn't even know they were doing this. So this was a fun story for me to find out. But then again, I wasn't really the one placing the order, so who knows? But they are they're doing different initiatives. So they have like feature games, some weekly challenges, different rewards, um, and then giving, I guess, consumers the ability to meet personal goals or complete projects. So kind of keeping them engaged and coming back. Um, and then they want to be able to tailor those experiences uh, and help provide more personalization, really. So this is a four-week-long digital activation. And uh, they've also partnered with a TikTok creator named Emmanuel DiVerno. Um, but yeah, I think that it's interesting. Like they're, they want to gain this deeper understanding of their customers. They want to understand the customer segmentation, um, and then just improve that data integration between online and offline. So what are they interested in? You know, I remember many years ago, um, back at my gather lab digital envoy days, when we did this interesting experiment and we found, um, through a partner that there was a smoothie, uh, chain that they thought, Hey, like most of our clientele are fitness enthusiasts, you know, this is like their lifestyle and through further research and study, they found that it was actually, they were mostly uh, fast food enthusiasts. So they were like frequently visiting QSRs. They were not gym rats, you know, like they thought. Um, so I think that this is really good to be better understand their customer segments. Is it really helpful? and wellness that drives them to eat sweet green or is it something else so um it's one to kind of keep an eye on and now that i know that it's close to my office maybe i'll i'll uh, have to try out this gamification yeah I, I again i agree with everything that you said there and and you know what's going through my head you know listening to this story is 
yeah, I, I really like the approach that they're taking to sort of explore and investigate and kind of test, you know, what's going to work with their, uh, with their clients. And, you know, it, it, you know, if we wind the clock back in time, like historically brands like this, you know, you would, you know, do focus groups and, you know, send out a survey and like, you know, all these kinds of things. But I think doing it this way where it's, you know, there's challenges and rewards and, you know, TikTok campaign and, you know, it's a lot more engaging and it's a lot more sort of, um, we're not just, you know, collecting information from you. We're, you know, sort of being collaborative in how we're working with you to figure out what you actually want. And, and then we're going to try and cater to that. And so I, I'm, I'm excited about this. You know, we don't have sweet green up here in Canada, but, uh, or at least not that I know. Um, and, uh, but it sounds, you know, really amazing. Like this, the summer of rewards and the, the four weeks of the campaign and, uh, you know, yeah, if you get a chance to try it out, let me know. Um, I'd be, uh, interested to know more about it. Sounds good. Alrighty. On to our final story then. Amazon, uh, has started doing some, some different kind of deliveries here. So they are now uh, testing out delivering items from brick and mortar stores in a dozen U.S. Uh, cities. So basically what they're doing is they've partnered up initially with a few brands, Diesel, PacSun, GNC, Superdry. Um, and, uh, you know, the, um, you basically can jump on to, um, you know, the, their website, uh, their, their Amazon site, and you can see products available from these different stores now. Um, and then you can order the products and then, and basically they're delivered directly from the store. So they're leveraging their flex driver, you know, gig economy setup that will go there, retrieve the product from the store and then deliver it, uh, directly to you. Uh, which is a different model than obviously how Amazon typically works where everything's in the warehouse and kind of being prepped there, you know, going and picking and packing it and picking it up from the actual store makes, uh, makes it interesting in terms of, you know, just that local last mile piece. Uh, they're launching this in Atlanta, Chicago, Seattle, Washington, uh, initially. Um, and you'll see these sort of items listed on the Amazon website and through the Amazon app. There's a $2.99 delivery charge, but it's free if your orders are over $25. Um, and some stores, you know, even offer the option of buying the items online and picking them up uh, from the store. So it's kind of a, a bit of a blended model, but I think, you know, the idea of just shortening that last mile piece and, you know, if there is a local store to you um, that you would normally go to and just having the ease of, you know, sort of the e-commerce, you know, juggernaut that is Amazon and how quickly you can jump on there and order something and pay for it and, you know, get that all done, um, I think is, is interesting. So. I think, you know, again, from when we've talked about Amazon before, there's also the whole sort of data, you know, play that they get out of this, right? The learnings that they glean from, you know, who's buying diesel and Paxson and GNC products and, you know, what can we do with that? Um, but I think this is this is good from a consumer point of view. And I think it's it's really good from an Amazon and a, and a retailer point of view. What are your thoughts? Completely agree. I, I definitely think that this is... Um... I hope that there's more and more specifically the e-commerce platforms, you know, that start to opt in to doing this and using Amazon for their fulfillment. It's just so much more seamless. It's faster. Right. So I've been, um, I've been planning for a big birthday getaway trip in a couple of weeks. And so I've been like ordering 
you know, all my new like summer things from different stores and, and different e-commerce sites, but a lot of them have been taking, you know, a week or longer to arrive. And it's like, we're so impatient now, you know, I'm used to that 24, 48 hour delivery period. So I'm, I hope that this trend continues, you know, and I hope that it, it equally benefits both the brand and the consumer, um, as it does Amazon. So excited for that. Yeah. So that's it. That's our four stories for this week. Thank you for listening and watching. We appreciate it. If you have story ideas, reach out to us um, and uh, we will respond to you uh, quickly. If you have feedback, uh, let us know. Uh, give us some likes, some love on whatever podcast platform you're consuming this on. And uh, we'll see you next week uh, for another episode. Have a great week, everybody. Talk to you soon. Bye. Bye. Oh, 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 oh,